Today I'm chatting with Dan Palio from Roto Baller, taking a look at what his life is like as a fantasy basketball analyst and just a sports analyst. Let's go. Balls deep. Hello and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International, FBIBasketball.com is the website. I'm at Twitter, uh, at AdamKing91, um, hosting these shows. Uh, go and check out all of our content. Um, this will be the off-season when this is being released, but uh, as you know, we have a ton of Dynasty stuff coming out. Uh, we're rolling through our, play, our uh, analyst interviews today. Um, this is the sixth episode, I think fifth or sixth episode. Uh, I'm chatting with uh, Dan Palio from Roto Baller. Dan, how are you? Good, sir. I am great. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here and, uh, you know, talk some hoops, reflect back on the season a little bit. And uh, yeah, excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No, no worries at all. Um, first one, and, and I know the answer because I've looked, um, well, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to tell, but being a 90s basketball fan like myself, the Thunder Dan is obviously a Dan Marley reference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of uh, I guess, our younger folks and listeners may not be as well-versed in the Dan Marley, the greatness that was Dan Marley. <laughs> um, but yeah, my first name being Dan, it kind of just was a nickname that stuck when I was younger and playing sports and stuff. And just yeah. kind of um, stuck with me, and I ended up kind of rolling with it when I started doing fantasy content. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just try to stick out, have something different, unique about me. And, uh, yeah, I yeah. love Dan Marley. Huge fan. Yeah, no, look, I think it's, it's I mean, uh, yeah, to me it was pretty obvious. And, and then having a look at your your Twitter profile, there's pictures of Dan Marley. So, um, so were you a Phoenix fan or a Dan Marley fan? No, more of a Dan Marley fan. I actually am a, a Cleveland Cavs fan, and um, I would say long-suffering, but things are pretty good lately. Um, uh, mm. So growing up in that era, I was actually uh, watching the, the teams of Larry Nance and Mark Price, Craig Elo, Hot Rod Williams, you name it, uh, Brad Darty. Those were my oh. Cleveland teams growing up. And then, of course, you know, they couldn't get over the hump, couldn't beat Jordan. Um, and then there was, like, the 2000s, which was just ugly for Cleveland for a long time. And LeBron came back. So, and then LeBron left again. And now, you know, we're on the, the second whole wave of rebuild in Cleveland. But um, yeah, so just more of a Dan Marley fan and a huge just 90s ba- NBA fan. Like, I think it was the golden yeah. age to me, golden age of basketball in the 90s. Just so many great players just watching as a kid, um, loving yeah. the sport. Yeah, no, I think I, I have to agree that the 90s was the, the best era for me as well. Um, Late, I mean, coincides with Michael Jordan, which it did for a lot of people here in Australia. I've said to a few of the guys that I've chatted with, uh, our exposure to the NBA was pretty limited in the 90s. Um, we, we were lucky to get one game a week. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it was all basketball cards and um, magazines, newspapers with box scores, that sort of thing. So we were sort of – it was almost dictated to us that we had to like Jordan because – he was he was the guy 
um yep. so uh but but yeah I, I do remember uh watching all of the the um those playoff games with the suns and the bulls and, and dan Martin yeah. was uh actually one of my mates he he just oh, a couple of months ago he just bought a um sort of a an a, a um unauthentic 90s dan marley um, suns jersey Ooh. so one of his favorite players as well love that um so yeah, I mean, I've sent you a few questions. We've been going through these questions with all the analysts, but really, we just we see where it, where the conversation takes us. Uh, so, in terms of fantasy basketball writing, sports writing, uh, for you, first question we normally go through is: Is this a full time thing for you, or is this something that you do sort of outside of a, a another day job? Yeah, no, it's not full time. Unfortunately, um, it it's taken on more and more of my time over the course of the last five years where it's become a I guess a bit of a obsession or full-time second job um but no I I by day I'm a I'm a teacher a high school teacher um okay. I used to be a coach I used to be very much into coaching some football basketball um and then when I had kids and I no longer coached um I you know I've always been a big stat guy and a huge you know hugely into fantasy and st- stats and uh started to just i just dabble with the idea of writing some blogs and content and uh, for different you know sites and stuff and then it just kind of snowballed from there to where i was you know writing about nba dfs every day and then um then baseball and then football and then just kind of like it, now it's year round there's literally no days off um <laughs> just kind of cover all those the three big sports at least and yeah. um yeah man it just kind of kind of happened organically like i never really planned on it being a big that's this big of a chunk of what i do but um i'm happy to be able to have this much carved out kind of a you know a niche in the space so yeah and it's like i know for me and for a lot of the guys that i'm I'm talking with where we're basketball only. So we've actually got a bit of downtime coming up in the next three months, whatever it is. Um, it doesn't sound like you have that downtime as much because you, you've, you're sort of transitioning from one sport to the next. And, yeah. and as we know, the three major sports are basically run 365 days a year if you, if yeah. you bunch them together. So um, you must have a, a pretty... Um, forgiving understanding family to um as a lot of us do to allow us to do this kind of work outside of of having another job um yeah for me it's a lot of night times uh, early mornings like this yep um so uh, so i guess i mean you've said you you've got kids um you're you sort of from I, I don't know your exact age but it sounds like you're sort of from my era r- roughly well, speaking yeah um so so you you've got some kids so how old are your kids now ten are they? i got 10 10 year old okay. four year old okay so a bit of a gap um, yeah a bit of a gap yep um yeah mine are mine are uh, almost 13 and 16 so little bit older and, and yeah. but a little more sort of happy to look after themselves in independent, the morning. Yeah. Nice. yeah 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 a bit independent um so outside of of fantasy and outside of teaching um obviously you you probably do spend 
a lot of time with your family, as much time as you can. But any any other hobbies, any interests, anything you like doing um, specifically? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I um, you know I don't get to do it as much as I like to, but I like big outdoorsmen. I like to go fishing. Um, I'm not a hunter per se, but I like to get outside, do some hiking, fishing. Um, I'm here in Pennsylvania, so we have a lot of different like Appalachian Trail state parks. There's a lot. There's no shortage of opportunities to get out and enjoy nature. Um, so I have to force myself to 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 get back to doing that as much as I as I used to do when I had more free time available. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, music. Like I, <laughs> I you know used to mess around with some guys in a band, play get some guitars, some I, drums. You know, but that kind of stuff is just nowadays. It's just when I have a free minute, I'm messing around on it. But uh, I, I just don't have have the time to do anything serious musically, other than just kind of. I, I sometimes bring my guitar in and I goof around with my um, my students and whatnot, or uh, just something for fun. But I, I do love music, listening to music. Uh, I used to write some music and stuff, but anymore, it's really just a, a fun little aside. I don't. I can't really invest much time into that yeah. uh, with everything else going on. So. Yeah, no, that understandable. Um, see where you're coming from there. Uh, it's, and having a look, and, and I, I remember when this happened, um, having a look on your Twitter profile, you were lucky enough to win Basketball Writer of the Year last or last year, but for the yeah. year before, I think it was, so 2020, right. 2021. Yeah. Um, that, that must have been pretty exciting, I would imagine. Um, yeah. I was, it was thrilled. I mean, it was very much lucky. I will, I will, I mean, I don't want to sound like overly like self-deprecating, but it was not something I ever expected to win. Hmm. Um, he was nominated with like guys like Aaron Bruski and some other guys who were like industry standards. Um, but I was very like humbled and, and flattered by it. Um, I, I was happy to win. It did op- open up some more opportunities for me and I, I was able to kind of, you know, I guess kind of, meet some more people in the industry like yourself and others um you know and get invited to some industry leagues and things and kind of you know dip my toe into mm. i guess of all the of the three sports that i cover like you know basketball is is a sport where um you know there there's there are more there are fewer content creators football is a an area that is flooded with probably five all times right, as okay. many content yeah. creators so uh, basketball is a place where, you know, there is more, I think, more room for growth and opportunity. Um, and it's something that I, f- I love. I like I play basketball. I still play occasionally, pick up basketball, watch yep. basketball, follow it. You know, um, I've, I've really enjoyed, you know, getting into like Dynasty finally a little bit with um, like your buddy Matt Lawson does some great stuff uh, yep. with Dynasty and uh, was in the 30 team dynasty league with some guys this year and actually got to the semifinals, which was cool. So, I mean, it's, it's winning that award kind of told for me, it was, an, it was, it was definitely a surprise and it was exciting, but it, it um, kind of get, got me to lean in a little more into the basketball. Yeah. Community. Uh, yeah. I associate more with basketball and baseball guys and football is just something that I cover because it, as a kind of DFS and bettings personality, like you, there's just no way you can avoid football season, and football just dominates here. So, if you yeah. want to maintain relevance in that space, then you can't you can't just put your head in the sand and pretend that football doesn't American football doesn't exist. You just kind of have to do it. I always tell everybody they're always surprised that it's my least favorite of the three because people here go crazy for it. But um, 
I just think basketball and baseball, as from fantasy perspective, requires so much more uh, work and skill to win a season than fantasy football. And, and maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Anyways, I was happy to be included in yeah. the basketball yep. community a little more um, after winning the award. And I'm going to continue to try to lean into it as much as possible. Yeah, no, I think I. I mean, the the football isn't something that I'm big into. It's it's not a sport that's played. I mean, it's played over here, but it's nothing like it is over there. We obviously we have our own brand of football, um, but talking with with analysts uh, both on this show and just on Twitter and going back and forth and getting to know people, um, I I do get a bit of a and uh, sort of grasp how big fantasy football is over there. Um, and I'm halfway through watching the league at the moment, the TV show, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, to do a TV show based on fantasy football that that that, that runs for more than sort of one season, I think it goes for seven, yeah. six or seven. And it was um, hugely successful, right? Hugely successful. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, uh, yeah, I, I can understand how big it is and, and, Quite a few people, I think, in the bar, fantasy basketball space, their entry point was actually coming in through fantasy football and then discovering fantasy basketball that way. So, right. um, yeah, so no, no, that's sort of not surprising at all. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have much free time, which I think we've sort of covered that and, and much the same as me. I really like personally like movies, TV, um is that are you sort of a movie guy? Do you get to the movies? Do you watch TV shows? And then, and what are your favorite ones? I, this is more so a personal question. All the I movies. That's okay. All the movies I end up watching usually be are uh, become Disney movies because my kids yeah. run the TV. But the few hours of the day that they're in bed that we get a chance to watch like shows on Netflix or uh, Hulu or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we've gotten away from going out to the movies and stuff. Uh, maybe. You know, maybe it had to do with COVID and all that stuff, but yep. um, we we do enjoy. Um, you know, it, it feels like the it feels like we've moved into like just television shows. Like so many shows on TV are like movie quality, anyways. Or you get into these long yeah. seasons, and it's like watching a movie, anyways. But um, yeah, I mean, we watch, we try to watch all the the big stuff. Like I love Stranger Things on Netflix. Yep. Um, you know, all the big stuff. Uh, you know, trying to get caught up on some of these series that we're behind on. It's just it's just a tough. It's a tough out because, like you, I know you're up at the crack of dawn, not even there, and I'm up. When you messaged me this morning, it was last night yep. there. I'm up at 5 a.m. doing stuff. So by it comes 9, 10 o'clock, like, I'm tired, man. Like, I, yeah. I wish I could stay up another two hours and watch a bunch of shows, but it's like if I don't get to bed, I'm not going to have be able to get out, crawl out of bed and do content for a few hours before I go to the day job. And um, So anyways, it maybe on the weekends, some movies and stuff, but, um, yeah, 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 no, it is hard. And I think for, well, I know for me, I look, that's part of the reason I look forward to this off season coming up. Cause that's when I can catch up on a lot of shows and things. Whereas for you, as you've said, that basketball's almost done, but you're transitioning now into baseball. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't get that, that time. Um, yeah, look, I'm much the same as you. I'm up, Generally, I'm full, not at five. I'm not up that early, but um, six-ish, I'm sort of awake. Um, and and I've just, I'm have just i just someone that doesn't need a lot of sleep, so I don't go to bed till midnight yeah. most nights. So gotcha. I, I can get by on six hours sleep, um, which does allow me to and, – and as I've said, I mean, my kids are a bit older, so they – 
I don't need to entertain them with a Disney movie or anything like that. They're, they're happy to entertain themselves a little bit more. Um, although in saying that, a lot of Disney movies are, I think a lot of them nowadays have an adult element to them. Oh, yeah, anyway. right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to sit down and watch a Disney movie. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of... I sort of chat with people about other sports. They like you. You just like sport, obviously. Oh my um, gosh, just sports, man! <laughs> like, can't get enough of it. Um, there's certain things I've tried and, and can't get quite into, like soccer. I know that's not super popular with the international crowd. I just, I can't really get into it. Um, I used to love college athletics here and a college football and college basketball. Like in my 20s, when I wasn't doing content, loved that stuff. Following my alma mater, Penn State. But here's what's happened: is that uh, I've gotten so into the pro game because of content and because of fantasy that I'd, I'd find it hard to keep up and follow with the college game, um, which is sometimes tough because, mm-hmm. you know, you almost have to if you're for, for these sports with knowing prospects, knowing guys coming out, rookies. So that's a little bit of a blind spot, which is why I really like reading some of Matt's content yeah. um, at FBI just because it keeps me up with the, the the college guys and I, I really have enjoyed watching the tournament this year I don't do brackets anymore I don't really bet on the tournament much I just really try to watch it and enjoy it and and scout some of the players coming up from a sheer sports perspective because I find myself watching so many other sports with in money invested or with you know leagues invested and you're rooting for stats and you're not always rooting for you know teams and outcome, yeah. you know so I've, yeah. I've been trying to enjoy some basketball just for the sake of basketball without oh, all my player props going to hit all oh, my guys how am i doing in my summer final matchup all oh, tracking all these things uh you know how we get with nba just because i'm i'm dfs every night props every night and then yep. in leagues too on top of everything else so yeah i know for me it's and i think this is more just a weird thing that i do but i always feel like if i'm watching an nba game and i've got guys on my fantasy squad playing i i always feel as though if i if i actually watch them they play worse so i (laughs) i don't watch them and because i've got so many teams with so many players it's hard to find a game where where i haven't got someone playing and so i actually i actually enjoy this time of the year more because i I feel better and more comfortable just watching the basketball for what it is and yeah stat hunting and and mm-hmm. and sort of watching and oh that's a turnover that's going to cost me or the missed free throw which annoys sure. me so maybe that's part maybe that's just more me than than a fantasy thing but um yeah well, that's I, the playoffs are great too like the playoffs coming up like your leagues are yeah. over and maybe you're betting or playing dfs or something but like for the most part playoffs you can just sit back and like watch really good basketball yep. you know yeah yeah, and I, I'm much the same as you as well with the college thing. Like I, I, I read Matt's stuff. I love Matt's stuff, and it's our exposure to college basketball isn't as as big as as the NBA over here. Um, we you can still watch it, but I've been watching the the tournament most of it, and uh, I mean we we do see a lot of prospects now coming from overseas as well. Which and it's hard to obviously watch. Well, when Benyama we can watch because the NBA has been streaming all of these games, but that's not right. a usual thing. Um, no, right. So on Wembenyama, uh, looking ahead to next season, I've had a pretty varied re- sort of range of responses to this question, but 
uh, I guess t- it's almost a two-part question. So if if we were doing a fantasy draft, say, tomorrow, and obviously there's a, a lot to happen between now and draft season, but where A, where would you be comfortable drafting Wembenyama in, in a league that you're in? And B, if we, if we were to look at his ADP come the start of the season, where do you think his ADP will be? So great question. So in these industry leagues and stuff, he's going to be like impossible to get like, cause everyone, like, you know, it's always the trendy guys and the guys who are the huge hype guys always go earlier and earlier in these industry leagues. Um, I mean, if you're playing in a, a typical home, people call me call my home league with your friends, buddies, yep. public league. Um, boy, I'm trying to peg it down and I'm struggling. I mean, is he going to make it through the first round? Can you get him at the end of the first round, early second round? Or is the hype going to be such such that he's going to go off the board after, you know, once the once the top, you know, Jonas, Jokic, you know, Jokic, um, you know, the top five or six guys clear, yep. or is someone going to reach for him at the end of the middle or the end of the first round? Oh, man. I can see it happening, right? I think mm. people think he has that skill set. And even if he's not polished or, you know, by any means, like, uh, you know, totally NBA ready, that he's just going to fall into stats, right? Like, he, yeah. as far as nine cat goes, like, he's just going to fall into stats, even if he's not, you know, a finished product by any means. Like, whoever drafts him is going to play him and develop him. So it's not a, a question with minutes. Right, I think he's going to get enough minutes, and he's going to be productive enough that people are even in just redraft formats are just going to are going to want him early enough that they they maybe spend a I don't know late first round, early second round pick. That's my that's my ballpark guess. I don't know. Yeah, look, I I'm I'm with you. I think that's where he will go. I think a few analysts that I've spoken with already are sort of saying I'd be comfortable taking him in the third round, um, potentially the fourth round. And and I think... In a perfect world. (laughs) Yeah, in a perfect world, yes, absolutely. But I'm with you that I just think the hype and the skill set and how unique a player he is that I could see him going... I've sort of... I've done my ranks already for next season um, because why not? And... He isn't in my first round. He's not in my top 12. Um, but I could see people sort of pairing him with someone like a, a Halliburton or a Tatum, like someone who's a fairly surefire thing. Like this guy is right. relatively healthy, um, plays 70 games, 72 games, um, across the board stats, and then going, and now I'm willing to take a bit of a flyer on on Wembenyama at, at right. say, pick 15 or something. I mean, that's, that's an appealing strategy you just laid out, like taking a really good young player or a solid guy at the end of round one and then on the turn coming back or, you know, whatever. Like, I think in that second round, everyone's going to be looking at each other like, when's he going to go? I, yeah. I, I have a feeling he's going to go. I, I agree with you that third or fourth round will be rational, but I don't think there's any going to be any <laughs> rational way to approach it. The, the hype is just going to be so much. Yeah, I think so. Um, in terms of where he lands, so where, who, whoever drafts him, do you – I mean, we've got – there's obviously a few teams that have, have got a, a higher percentage of getting him in the draft. 
is there a particular landing spot that you would prefer to see him next season? I haven't really thought about that too much. Um, I mean, I know, I think some people are nervous that he does go to the Spurs or ends up in the Spurs and that they baby him. I don't know what you would say. They, yeah. they, they candle him with kid gloves. Like Pop has a reputation for not wanting to rush guys along. And I think that would be like from a fantasy perspective, I, I thought something that would make people nervous that they would maybe only play him 25 minutes or some kind of minutes cap or yeah. something with him where he's going to have it, you know, not be able to hit his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I mean, whoever drafts him is going to build around him and feature him and folk and, you know, make him the focal point. So I can't imagine that there's really a bad necessarily landing spot for him or, no. like a, you know, or actually a good landing. Spot. You know, it's probably all, all things being held equal. It's really about minutes, right? For mm. for fantasy and opportunity. So, yeah, and I think that the, I think the question is almost, I guess, if you're looking at 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 that question with a fantasy hat on or with a reality hat, because I think in as you've said, in, in from a fantasy perspective, I'm not sure the Spurs would be the best fit because they would they'll be cautious with him. They'll bring him along slowly, whereas a stupid team like the Rockets or the, the Pistons, they could just roll right. him out there for 35 minutes, which right. could end one of two ways, really. Right. Um, but I think from a from a real-life perspective, the Spurs are probably the best landing spot in terms of his development. Like I yeah, think right. if he goes there, but they, they know how to do it. Whereas, again, with two not-so-smart teams like the Rockets or, or the, the Pistons, who knows what their development sort of plan would be for him because yeah. it doesn't appear they have one really. No, um, they, yeah. I agree with you. Pop has a lot of experience with international players. Um, as far as, you know, hip, his development, that would be great. Um, maybe there's a happy medium in there somewhere. Maybe there's a team where he goes where um, uh, they can, you can do a little bit of both, like, you know, not, not throw them to the wolves entirely, but also not entirely hold them back. There's got to be a happy medium in there somewhere or you play them 28 or 30 minutes a night or something. But um, yeah, you're right. Some of these organizations that are continually bad are just dumpster fires. Mm. Charlotte is an interesting team. Like if he ended up going there, like that, they, they already have some talent. Um, Lomelo there. I mean, I, I don't know if that's even very probable that happening, but I mean, there's other teams where if he landed would be really interesting real quick, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, Hornets and Magic. I'd love either yeah. of those teams to or get in. Yeah. Um, they I, I know their chances aren't as high, but yeah, you never know. Um, you, right. you never know what's going to happen. So, um, I actually had an interesting chat with uh, Matt Smith last night about whether we would take Wembenyama or Jaron Jackson first in drafts next season. Um, he was Wembenyama. I was Jaron yeah. Jackson. So, oh, I mean, I'm I'm torn because I like Jaron Jackson a lot, but I, you know. This, I don't know if he has the ceiling of, of Wembenyama in terms of no. his ability to score the ball and just all the different things he can do offensively. Yeah, yeah, and I think Porzingis sort of comes into that discussion as well a little bit. Who would you like? He's he's always been an injury guy, but he's been pretty healthy this year. Um, yeah, this year. Right. So yeah, another interesting sort of conundrum there. He's um, basically like a combination of both those guys. He could do a little bit of. Yeah. He's like if you put those guys together, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, cool. So look, that, that sort of ticks off all the boxes on, on my list. So that, that, that will probably wrap it up there. We're at 28 minutes. So 
I said half an hour, so I'm pretty close with my timing. Yeah. Um, so before we, I mean, jump off by the by the time this this is running, the basketball stuff will be done, but you'll be doing some some baseball stuff. Um, tell people where they where they can find you and, and sort yeah. of what you've got coming up in the next few months. Well, I mean, definitely check me out on Twitter at, at ThunderDanDFS. Um, I will be covering NBA playoffs for for betting purposes and making some series predictions, um, you know, betting individual games and some props and things. I'll continue to cover the NBA throughout the playoffs. Um, yep. And then, yeah, but I mean, I have my own betting sub stack that people could check out. Um, it's like five bucks a month. It's something that I do on the side. Uh, we'll be covering baseball and basketball for about a month or so overlap. And then we'll be baseball all summer and then football starts. So it's something I do three, four, five times a week. Um, it's it's all linked to my Twitter profile. People could check that out. And um, yeah, more than anything, check out roadballer.com because we have a lot of cool um, we have basketball content. And um, I'm hoping to, as our basketball editor, build out some more dynasty content. And I just recently took over that <clears throat> position. So I want to try to increase our kind of reach uh, across the basketball space into you know, dynasty content and and NBA draft coverage, and, and I'm trying to. I'm in the process right now of trying to build that out even further. So, oh yeah, lucky you have so much free time to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm doing everything else, it's just yeah, we're doing all yeah. that too. Add it to the list. Um, cool. All right. So that will do it for today's show. Uh, remember, you can check out all of our content, um, the dynasty stuff, these podcasts, um, my player ranks. Um, over at fbibasketball.com, the Discord server will continue to run uh, all the way through, doesn't stop. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I uh, love it if you could give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel as we continue to build. Uh, until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.